Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk to Bob Irving to look ahead to the Lions and Bombers on Friday night. And we're also going to talk to Connor Geeky of the Winnipeg Ice as their season begins Friday night in Brandon. That's all coming up on the podcast. In 23 hours' time, the pregame show will begin in Vancouver. Bob Irving and company to preview Lions and Blue Bombers. But we're getting Bob on earlier than that. We're having him on right now from the West Coast. Bob, how are things in B.C.? Well, it stopped raining a little while ago, Christian, which was nice. It's been raining off and on all day, and I guess for most of this week out here. But the sun came out late this afternoon. It's uh, five, just past 5.30 here now. And it's quite pleasant, so uh, it won't matter, of course, tomorrow night because it's an indoor game. But uh, when the weather's nice on the West Coast, there aren't many places in Canada that are that are nicer. Is this your first time out there since the pandemic started? Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah, it hasn't changed. It's Vancouver, <laughs> still Vancouver. It's beautiful. Yeah. I uh, need to give it a try sometime. I've only been to their airport, and that's a flaw of mine. But let's talk football now. The Blue Bombers coming out of their bye week. What have you thought of? the energy at practice this week? Well, it's looked pretty good. The one thing about this team, Christian, is they're very consistent in the way they practice and the way they approach things. You don't see a lot of highs and lows, and you can't read much into what they're doing, really, I don't think, and that's what I know Mike O'Shea is counting on tomorrow night. You know, they've won four games in a row. They're coming off a bye. You wonder at some point if a team could suffer a letdown. I won't use the word complacent, but that's a word we kick around in sport when Teams have been kind of cruising along, and you you wonder if they can keep that edge. But they have so many veteran players on this team that kind of run the, the room and make sure everybody is tuned in and taking the right approach. So, you know, it's uh, steady as she goes. That's just the way this team approaches things, and it's worked greatly in the last uh, year and a half. Half this year is over. So uh, tomorrow night's uh, another chance for them to show that, it doesn't matter what the situation, whether they're coming off a bye, whether they're playing on the road, whether they're playing Mike Riley, they'll Michael Riley, they'll play the same way they play all the time. The one time they didn't do it this year was that game in Toronto, uh, and they really got their their butts kicked. So uh, I think they learned from that. And uh, again, I think tomorrow night's a great test to see if they can maintain that level that they're so proud of. And they're getting reinforcements back. The Bombers have been one of the healthiest teams as it is in the CFL this year. You look at all the quarterbacks that have missed time. But they get Steve Richardson back, who hasn't played since week one. Kyrie Wilson hasn't played at all this season. Janarian Grant hasn't played since week one. The return game for the Bombers has been pretty bad. And so despite, you know, missing these players who are all three very important to their Grey Cup success two years ago, they've been able to get to six and one. So it's just, uh, I mean, I guess the rich get richer. Well, in theory, they're better on paper now than they were before they played their last game. Uh, you know, Janarian Grant, of course, his numbers are far better than Charles Nelson's in terms of punt and kickoff returns, and I know they're expecting more in that area from him. We all know what a good run stopper Steve Stove Richardson is, and he is some fired up to get back on the field, and I think he'll make a definite impact, although BC doesn't run the ball very much, but... Uh, Maybe Mike Riley, he can, you know, keep an eye on him. And then Kyrie Wilson, where some of us were talking today about what a terrific year he had in 2019. He might have been one of their best players in the Grey Cup game at linebacker, and he hasn't played all year, had a hip flexor in training camp, and so he returns. So 
you know, you look at it, Christian, you can only think the Bombers are going to be stronger tomorrow night than they have been. And that's uh, no knock on the players they're replacing. But these three are frontline players. They all figured to be part of the team when the season began. They haven't been, other than the first game for Janarian Grant and Stove Richardson. But they'll be back out there tomorrow night. So I would think the Bomber defense, as good as it's been, will be better. The focus is obviously on Michael Riley because he leads the league in passing yards and Lucky Whitehead leads the league in receiving yards, a ton of yards after the catch for him. It is important to note as well that the Lions have played Ottawa twice and they beat Montreal as well, and so maybe there's a bit of number padding if you want to call it that. But the reality is they're, whenever you go up against a Michael Riley offense, they're going to throw the ball a lot. They're going to take their deep shots. Yeah, I think the best news for BC, too, Christian, is that Riley, after getting beat up horribly in 2019 when the Lions were 5-13 and 13 and weren't very good at all, uh, he's getting better protection now. He's got 10 touchdown passes, one interception. He looks like the Michael Riley that we watched for a decade in this league be one of the best quarterbacks in the CFL. Uh, he's excited about the program here now with Rick Campbell as the head coach. They've improved their offensive line a little bit now. You make some very good points here in terms of who they've played. And this will be a great test for them tomorrow night to see how they stack up and how Riley stacks up against this Winnipeg defense because they have not played a defense this good yet. And you kind of wonder if maybe some of the success they've had at 4-3 and three is a bit misleading, but uh, we're going to find that out tomorrow night. But Riley's back on the beam. He looks great. Remember early in the season he had problems with his elbow and he wasn't throwing the ball very well but he's been throwing it great in recent games. He loves to go deep. He loves to look for Lucky Whitehead, who's having a phenomenal year, and Brian Burnham. Those are the two big threats for BC. They don't have much of a running game, as I said, uh, but they can pass the ball, and they can throw it deep. Bomber is very aware of that, and that's one of the great matchups we'll watch tomorrow night. Well, and Brandon Alexander made this point this week as well, that just because they're not he, – he considers short passing plays and little screens part of the run game as opposed to part of the pass game, and – I found that an interesting observation that, yeah, the, the Lions, if you look at the stats, run the ball less than any other team in the CFL, but those little dump plays can work for them pretty well. Well, that's right. And, you know, that's the, I think they consider that to be really their a big part of their run game per se. They just don't seem to have the same success other teams do of handing the ball off to a back. I mean, uh, James Butler, their running back, has a three-yard average on his carries. Uh, so they don't try very hard to, to run the football. And I'm, my guess is they're not going to try very hard tomorrow night, but they will try to move it downfield in other ways with some hitch passes and screens and different things like that. And then when things uh, look like they're breaking down, you can count on Mike Riley to take off out of there. He doesn't run quite as much as he used to, Christian, but he's still very effective, big, strong guy, and he's never afraid to get involved in, in a hit or the traffic. He is uh, as tough as they come. So, He's really the guy you have to focus on, along with Lucky Whitehead, who's developed himself into a top-rate receiver. You know, when he was with the Bombers in 2019, he lost his job late in the season, largely because his receiving skills or his his route-running skills weren't very good. But he spent uh, the 2020 loss season working on that. Nick Taylor of the Bombers told us that he worked out with Lucky in uh, Miami during the offseason. And he said he couldn't believe how much Lucky had improved in terms of his route running. And, you know, instead of just blaring his speed uh, every time he moved, uh, he kind of slowed down and and run the routes properly and just basically learning how to be a receiver. So 
that's what's made him such a big threat. And of course, his speed is is the the capper to the whole thing. And we'll see if uh, he can burn the bombers with that speed tomorrow. I asked DeAndre Alford this week if he could run as fast as Lucky White, and he said, "Oh yeah." He said, "I haven't had a chance to show people my flat out speed." And I said, well, maybe you will tomorrow night. <laughs> I'm not sure the Bombers want to see that matchup, but we'll see. Well, and another thing that maybe you, you think about his speed, he's got a, a kickoff or, or a f- missed field goal return for a touchdown. Ali Murtada, yep. in his first game with the Bombers, missed a trio of field goals. He's got a couple weeks to work on it since then, but that's another thing we got to be wary of if you're the Bombers, that he could he could return a miss all the way back. My guess is the Bombers won't be trying any 52-yard field goals, Christian, because if you miss those, uh, you give Lucky a great chance to, you know, blast it down the, the rest of the way. And it, Lucky's probably going to be back there on field goals and, and maybe even some punts and kickoffs. He hasn't done a lot of that this year, but uh, they've got some injuries, and he's probably going to be the guy, and I'm sure he's asked uh, Coach Rick Campbell to do that. Uh, he told us yesterday he's quite anxious for this game against the Blue Bombers. I don't know, think he necessarily holds a grudge against them, but they didn't try very hard to re-sign him in the offseason, and so he's, I think he feels he's got a little bit something to prove. You know, I also want to mention one other change in the Bomber lineup or addition to their lineup. Uh, they have dropped Les Maruo, who's one of their global players, and they've activated for the first time in the year and a half he's been with them, Sergio Esquiafino Perez from Mexico. Uh, he's a defensive back. He's been with them all of 2019 and, you know, all uh, the the first half of this year. But he has never gotten into a game yet, Christian. But tomorrow night he's going to suit up. He'll play special teams. I don't think we'll see him in the secondary unless there's some injuries. But he'll play special teams. He's 5'8", 185. He's not very big. But he was talking to us today, and he is some excited. He said everybody in his hometown in Mexico is going to be watching the game on TV and uh, – it's going to be fun to see how he does. He, he's got really good speed. Mike Gaucher said he's not going to embarrass himself out there, and he expects him to make some plays. Sergio Esquiafino, he told us how to pronounce it, Perez. I saw Willie Jefferson was wearing a, a sizable hat in his honor today at the media availability. Yes, he was. It's funny how Willie will salute different members of, of the team, and he had a hat on in a tribute to Sergio Esquiafino Perez. The players love him. He's, I guess he's just a great guy, and he's worked so hard. I remember in training camp, uh, he looked really good in training camp in some of the drills they did. He's got very quick feet, and he can move for sure. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what he does tomorrow night. What an exciting moment that's going to be for him and his family in Mexico. Absolutely. Uh, just uh, a quick comment on uh, the rest of the league before I let you go. Were you surprised with what we saw in Ottawa Tuesday night? Well, who wasn't? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Caleb <laughs> well, Evans. Yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't know what to expect from him. He'd never played it down. So you just don't know. Now, we've seen quarterbacks uh, come in on a first-game situation and look good, and then, you know, things go downhill from there. Although, you know, he was impressive. Uh, he looked very poised. He's got a good arm. He can run. Uh, and just the poise he showed to me was impressive. And then, Boy, the Edmonton Elks are in a world of trouble. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. They just look like a troubled team, you know, two and five along with Calgary. And uh, the Bombers get them twice more. So uh, I imagine they'll have Trevor Harris back the next time they play Winnipeg. And I don't know how much difference that'll make. But uh, they're a team that really is, in, I would say, in disarray right now. But good for Ottawa. Man, did, did they ever need that in the nation's capital? 
do, do they have to have six teams in the playoffs? Do we do we really have to find a sixth team to get in? Because right now it's not looking like there should be one. Well, we have to. That's the way okay. it's going to be. Yeah, sorry, it'll be Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, BC, Hamilton, Toronto, Montreal. In all likelihood, that'd be my guess anyway. Okay. No yeah. crossover. No, don't need a crossover. Ah, who knows? Year. Right now, it, it, it's not trending that way, but it could. It yeah. could before it's done. And it's by the way, Center Calgary gets it going. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I, I sent in a uh, audio clip to the Sports NQ Christian of Sergio Esquiafino Perez. If you want to. Oh. play it it's, re- it's really neat to hear him talk you don't have to right now but later on talk about how excited he is about playing in the game yeah oh, there's a good tease and I, I can tell that you're practicing every time you uh you say yes. his name you say his full name because you're you want to have it right when you say it tomorrow night that's right i'm working on it <laughs> all right well we'll let you get back to practicing bob appreciate your time as always have fun on the call tomorrow okay christian later tomorrow night in brandon the Wheat Kings are hosting the Winnipeg Ice in the start of the Western Hockey League season. And we welcome onto the show Connor Geeky of the Winnipeg Ice. Connor, are you excited about tomorrow night? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great time. I'm excited to get going. Long time coming to actually play a, a game in front of fans, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's been too long, let's put it that way. So, take me back to the end of the 2020-21 season that was in the, the bubble back in the spring here. You had 23 points in 24 games. Your team was one of the best in that bubble. Was it a little bit kind of bittersweet that you knew this team was pretty good, but there was never going to be a chance to go on a playoff run? Yeah, obviously it was it was tough uh, for our guys. Uh, we had a great group, and we lost uh, a lot of good 20s, and it was uh, – it was sad because we got really tight throughout the bubble and, you know, you're only two doors over from uh, from your teammates. So I would say it was bittersweet, but I think we knew coming into this year that we would have uh, another chance at things. So looking at the, the lineup, some turnover, where do you think you, you fit into this scheme of things? Are you going to be looked at to be a leader on this team this year? Yeah, I think everyone's a leader on our team. We have, uh, we have a great group of guys, so I think everyone kind of brings their own role to the team and, uh, I'm willing to play whatever role it is. As long as uh, this team can get a championship, uh, I'll be stoked. What do you think about the potential of really getting this Manitoba rivalry going tomorrow night as someone from the province? Yeah, I think uh, growing up I was always uh, heading to Brandon games, but now that Winnipeg's home, uh, I think uh, it's going to be fun. I got a lot of my friends coming out and a lot of my family, so I think uh, – having this game uh, against Brandon and being at uh, the first time in a while with fans, it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty crazy. How far is Strathclair from Brandon? Uh, it's only an hour. Depends who you're driving. Okay. Fair enough. So you're going to have a lot of people may- not sure who to cheer for then tomorrow night. Yeah. I think a lot of people, uh, hopefully will be on my side. Depends how the game goes. Obviously, uh, there, there are a couple of Brandon Wee Kings fans out there, so I think we're going to have to show them that uh, the Winnipeg Ice is where it's at. What is there to do in Strathclair? Uh, there, there isn't much. Uh, I grew up with, uh, with a family full of athletic people, so I think just going outside, shooting pucks, shooting hoops is kind of the only thing to do uh, around there, and obviously everybody knows everyone, so uh, always giving away when you drive by is uh, lightens up the mood during the day. I like talking to people from small towns because I grew up in a place about a thousand in Ontario. You got me beat, according to the internet. It's about seven hundred people in Strathclair. So congratulations! 
<laughs> Thank you. Do you have goals going back to, to hockey here? What Do you write out goals? How do you prepare for this season for you as a big one as you look ahead to your potential NHL future? Yeah, I think for me, it's I just uh, I'm a pretty loose guy, so I think I just kind of go go with the flow. As uh, a lot of my friends know, I don't I don't overthink too much. I just I try and live my life as a normal 17 year old. Obviously, there's times where it can't be. So I think uh, for me, is right now I'm just focusing on our team. Uh, I think we kind of got snubbed out the past two years uh, when it comes to the playoffs. So I think this is a big year for us, and I think it's uh, I think it's our time to uh, show what we can do. Do you care about scouting rankings, draft rankings, those kind of things? Yeah, obviously uh, they definitely catch uh, the people's eye rate, but I think for me it's you can't overthink it. Uh, they're they're looking at me because uh, I display my game every night, so I think if I try and change to please someone, that's that's not going to go over well. So I think for me, just playing my game, being myself, and everything else uh, will look after itself. So what is your game then? Uh, I'd say just a lot of vision. Uh, I got high IQ, and I like to shoot the puck. Uh, as my teammates know, I miss the net quite a bit. So I think trying to get that dialed in uh, before tomorrow will, will help a lot. But I think just moving the puck, seeing the ice, and uh, playing both sides of the, the ice is uh, kind of how I play. Talking with Connor Geeky of the Winnipeg Ice, who opened their season in Brandon tomorrow night. What's James Patrick like as a coach? Uh, I I love James. Uh, he's he's the best thing for me. He keeps me in check, uh, for sure. I grew up with my dad as a coach, so there's not too many differences between those two. Whether it's uh, putting me on the bench to to yell at me or uh, congratulating me on a, a good play or something like that. So I think uh, he's just an incredible coach. Uh, he's obviously been through the ropes uh, quite a few years now, so uh, I think we're we're very lucky to have him here in Winnipeg. What do you think the atmosphere is going to be like after 10 games with this team, the Brandon Wheat Kings, when you get to match up number 10 down the road in the spring? Yeah, it's it's going to be pretty crazy. Obviously, two years ago when I got a couple games in, uh, I think it was, it was super fun. It's super intense, and everyone lives for the moment in that game. So uh, every game against Brandon will be like a playoff game. So I think uh, hopefully we can show what we can do and uh, maybe come out with uh, – more wins than them. Is it nice to, to start the season against a team like Brandon where you're you're close, you don't have to travel too far, but you also have that rivalry going too? Yeah, obviously playing against Brandon, it's uh, it's always a huge rivalry, but I think right now everyone's uh, excited to play in front of France. I mean, preseason's great and all, but uh, I don't think it really does the justice of uh, the excitement throughout the players and in the room. So I think going into Brandon and coming back here and playing on Saturday is uh, – Everyone's just going to be excited. I think uh, adrenaline's going to be going through a lot of a lot of bodies. So there's definitely a bonding aspect of being in the bubble last year, and the fact that you get so much time in a confined space. That's kind of what bus rides are like. You get time in a confined space, but you're going to be back on the road again this year. You're looking forward to the bus rides across Western Canada. Yeah, those uh, those are obviously some of the best memories you can make as a team. Uh, we've uh, We've all had a lot of fun in the bus trips so far, even in whether it's to Brandon or Regina. So I think uh, obviously they get long and you get tired of some guys, but that's uh, that's the whole point of playing in the league and having a lot of fun with a great group of guys.
Well, I appreciate your time tonight, Connor. Thanks for this, and best of luck this season. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell. Until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all the